Ugh, I love this movie. I haven't seen it. You haven't seen this movie? <laughs> Happy New Year! No, we didn't. We've no, done one. No, the already one cap, but yeah, it was okay. technically our Christmas episode. That's so. true. That's so happy official 2019. Official 2019. Yes. Do you have any resolutions? I thought you were going to ask me if I had any reservations. Do you have any reservations about what we're doing right now, or anything? I mean, just in, life? in general, just in life. Probably, yeah. if I really uh, dig deep. You know, I don't believe in the five second rule. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> resolutions. Um, I don't know if I wrote any down as which is ironic because i feel like one of my resolutions is to write shit down really um <laughs> i've been i've been uh, like quasi list making slash journaling every day which um, you don't like list making and i don't because long story short the teacher who taught me how to write was left-handed and I'm right-handed, and so I hold my pencil like a lefty, and it's kind of fucked up my hand. Well, and, it's also really painful after a while. Yeah, and so it it looks like I'm like Quasimodo trying to like write in this weird turned-in curved. <laughs> my arm looks like a lowercase g when I try to write on a piece of paper, <laughs> and I have like freaking rigor mortis when I like try and uncoil my arm from writing down my grocery list. And everything hurts, and so and I'm dying, and I'm dying because I'm almost thirty five. So yeah, I'm I'm just I'm to writing, write shit down more, just just to add some flow and clarity to my thought process. I think, and it is very fulfilling crossing shit off of a list, it is so even fulfilling. if it's like a daily, you know, whatever. So I write down. Not to get too much away. If I need to go to Trader Joe's or if I need to send a specific email to somebody today. Sure. Follow up, et cetera, et cetera. Some work related notes in there as well. But again, like it's really satisfying being able to like slash that off and move on to the next thing. I think you're actually doing bullet journaling without realizing it. Oh, I might be. You should look it up. Bullet journaling. Bullet journaling. I tried it and I can't do it. It's too fucking tedious for me. But this week's sponsor, Bullet Journal. No, it's it's you should look it up. It's a it's a whole technique. It's basically instead of planning your week around the actual calendar days, it's planning your day and your week around tasks. Oh. And some people get really heavy into it, like they'll make like these big artistic journals and stuff like that. But it's fascinating. I've I was more on the lower end of the spectrum of just like this is stuff I need to do today to survive. Sure. And I think I was a little turned off to making lists because of an encounter I had in school where in my third semester, our acting coach like had one-on-one meetings with us. And he's like, mm, so what's your 10-year plan, Mr. Farmer? And I'm like, <laughs> he sounded a little like Roger Smith from sure. American Dad, as it turns out. Yeah. And he's like, so what's your 10-year plan there, Mr. Farmer? <laughs> and I'm like, I don't fucking know. Like, I didn't say that, but I'm like, and he's like, hmm, it worries me that you don't have a 10-year plan. I'm like, it worries me that you wear white turtlenecks all day, you know, (laughs) sir. Um, How do they stay so clean? How do they? How? Literally every single day. He wore a white. He wore, no, not just a white turtleneck, but white pants, white shoes, white socks. Wow. Had his hair greased back and he wore glasses. He was a very good teacher. Like he was good at what he did. And he actually, yeah, he asked me what my plan was. And I'm like, I don't fucking know. You were how old? 17, 18? I was not in high school. No, Um, I was, (laughs) this was at, this was at the conservatory. Oh, you were, so you're like 21. 
Yeah, it was around 19, 20, 21, somewhere in there. And so I feel like if I tackle like day to day, maximum week to week, mm -hmm. I just, I don't plan out way too far in advance unless it's like we're taking a trip in July or whatever, sure. you know, that kind of stuff. So it's overwhelming. Do you have any resolutions? I do. What's going on? So I've come up with a couple of different resolutions, but the one that keeps coming back to me that keeps bothering me are two things. One is to <laughs> communism. I'll <laughs> myself. To me. No. So my resolution actually, so I've had two of them in mind. Mm. One specifically was to see more shows because we live in New York. We lived in New York for three years. Yes. And we have seen <clears throat> five shows yeah, since living here. I think so. It's it's kind of shameful a little yeah. bit, especially since we're both actors. Like we're this is our craft. This right. is what we do. It's expensive. I'll say that it or it can be. Right. And we're also homebodies. Right. So I'm trying to force myself to get out of my shell and to go see more shows. You don't have to come if you don't want no, to. No, I'm saying, well, we had a discussion about my theater mania discount or oh, whatever. Right. So I'm still digging into that. Okay. So if we can get like a discounted theater mania membership, then yeah, like, yeah let's go. Yeah, nuts. let's go. You know. So the other one, though, is to be a better actor in terms of staying in class, whatever mm. form that looks like throughout the entire year. Mm. So like, for example, I've started going back to tap classes. Mm. I'm going back to class at Anthony Mindell Actors Workshop. Mm -hmm. So just yeah. staying in class in one way or another for entire 2019, no and, matter what. And even if it's like getting selective from month to month, you know, just right. like this month I'll do tap class. And exactly. This month I'll do on camera auditioning and stuff like exactly. that. Exactly. I feel like with dance, that's the only one where you can't really be like, oh, I'll just do it for this month because you have to build on this, on the technique and the skills. Yeah. But actually, I was going to ask you, we need to build a tap floor for me to practice on. Oh, okay. We'll just move one of the rugs and we'll Great. be Great. sure our neighbors are gonna love that i think that's good for our catch-up yeah. we just talking about our resolutions yeah, for 2019 right yeah speaking of the long arduous road of being an artist yeah we watched a star is born. born and this is the 2018 version of a star is born i really want to see the other ones we admittedly have not seen the other versions my microphone is just drifting down it's probably just not tight enough did you just notice like my head just going further and i further didn't down i didn't notice over that. the last five minutes you're just like you're just like uh so we <laughs> eventually it's just gonna be in my lap so admittedly, we haven't seen the other versions. Chris Christopherson and Barbara Streisand in the 70s version. Mm -hmm. Judy Garland in the 50s version? Yes. We haven't seen any of those. And we went a little off course in that this is a movie neither of us have seen. Right. And because it's award season right now, I am a proud member of the Screen Actors Guild. And so I get copies of award season's movies for free. So now... I can watch all these award seasons movies without having to go to the theater and having to pay for them. Right. Hashtag blessed. Right. I was like, let's just make this like an award season sort of theme over the next couple of weeks, actually. Yeah. And at the end of this podcast, we'll announce what we're watch, watching next. Ben has watched several other ones. Beautiful Boy. <clears throat> Beautiful Boy. Uh, the the wife, wife. Which I'm told I have to watch. Uh, Black Klansman. Black Panther. Which are not related. And there was one other that I watched. I forget. But anyway, they send you every 
every Vice. movie. Uh, Vice. That's uh, I watched Vice last week. That was so good. Right. I can't wait for you to see that. Right. So yeah, I think it'd be fun to do like mini episodes about that. So we decided to go with a movie neither of us had seen. A Star is Born, which stars Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. It was directed by Bradley Cooper. It was written by Eric Roth with help from Bradley Cooper, Will Fetters, based on Moss Hart, who wrote the original 1954 screenplay. John Gregory Dune wrote the 1976 screenplay. There's a lot of sort of layered in writers because this is a story that has been retold, Mm -hmm. at least for its third time now, at least in film. Right. Um, Again, stars Lady Gaga, Bradley Cooper. Sam Elliott is in this. Well, I hope you folks enjoyed yourselves. Catch you later on down the trail. It was just so... Oh, heartbreakingly good yeah. but there's also random actors that pop up like alec baldwin is in it uh for, right. for a brief moment even dave Chappelle, that's right Eddie griffin shows up for a little bit of it so you get these sort of little random little cameos, cameos. Yeah. yeah so it was it was very surprising i think this was bradley cooper's first this movie. is his directorial, this was his directorial debut. debut yeah yeah he did a great job and it's it was interesting to see that he was so focused on on the actual storytelling instead of, I didn't feel like he was really trying to impress us. It was just, it was simply a story that was well told. Yeah. And we'll get a little bit more into why I feel like this movie keeps getting remade every generation. Sure. Because I feel like it's a story that can be told over and over again. And the breakdown per IMDb. Oh, I'm curious about this. A musician helps a young singer find fame, even as age and alcoholism send his own career into a downward spiral. Oh, that's so accurate. Yeah. And that makes me sad. <laughs> but it's it was interesting oh. to watch to watch their dynamic. And we're gonna do our best to like not do a whole lot of spoilers for this. Right. Because the movie's still in important. theaters. Yeah. You know, like people are like award season is really just kicking off. Right. And so the Oscars are coming up, the Screen Actors Guild Awards are coming up. I think the People's Choice Awards just happened. Mm-hmm. Golden Globes are done. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's already won a ton of awards and received a ton of accolades. So we'll do our best to not give too much away i will say before seeing this movie i honestly thought that it was it was to me i was worried that it was going to be like britney spears crossroads or spice world or i well i didn't know like just like when i first saw a star is born and i saw lady gaga and i saw the photo i was just before i saw any trailers i was like Mm. Oh no. Mm. Oh no. Really? Well, I, I didn't feel that way. I didn't oh. I didn't know what to expect. Sure. And the only thing that we have seen thus far when it comes to professional singers doing narrative stories has been stuff like that. Yeah, that's true. And <clears throat> so because of that I was like, "Oh crap, here's another one." And now Lady Gaga, who I fucking love, yes, has been dragged into this. Yeah, and uh, and it wasn't. It wasn't that. Maybe if this were anybody else, but since Lady Gaga has been around for a while now. Yeah. And I feel like she has progressed to a point in her career where she has put so much emphasis on telling the stories that she wants to tell through yes. her music that seeing the original trailer and the announcement for this didn't worry me at all mm. because I feel like in, in a Madonna-esque sort of way, she has been able to not only reinvent herself, but maintain control of her creativity. Mm-hmm. And I feel like she wouldn't do this Unless this is something she wanted to do. This isn't part of like and like she, like the full combo of like, okay, for Britney Spears, we're gonna put out an album, then we're gonna do Right. Teen she Bop, wasn't planning on do doing this. Right. She said like I wasn't like this was always the plan. I always yeah. wanted to be an actor. Yeah. Because when she was in high school, she did musicals mm-hmm. and she actually wanted to be a musical theater performer, but mm-hmm. they said you're not really musical theater. So then she went to be a singer singer and they said, You're more like musical. Yeah. So she was this like 
and they thread a rock and a hard some place. of that into the story. Yeah. You know, there, there's a lot of elements to her character that are right. true to her real life experiences right. on the, and as her career has progressed. So they, I thought that was threaded in properly without like overdoing it, like mm-hmm. without making it a story about this is Lady Gaga's career. Sure. You know, I feel like it was a lot of true life experiences, but a, a lot of fiction mm-hmm. and they all just blended together really well. Right. I, yeah. And you know, again, we'll tell, we'll talk a little bit about the plot and we'll go through, of course, like we always do, mm. but we won't talk about the ending because you know, there are some things yeah. again, I think that you can gather from the trailers that there's this gal who's kind of down on her luck and she's a singer, but not really has found any success as a I mean, singer she's got, and like, this dead end survival job. Right. And, and so then she, connects up with Bradley Cooper. Right. What's his name? Uh, uh, Jackson. Jackson. Yep. She connects up with Jackson. Her name is Allie in the story. And then she finds some significant uh, success. Success. So that's pretty much all we'll say. We're not going to give yeah. away anything else. Yeah. Well, and I'd like to kind of build into the plot a little bit, but sure. speaking to the through line of the story, I felt like her, her meeting Jack and her her first encounter with him and the way their relationship progressed mm-hmm. was pretty organic because you yes. have these two people kind of thrown together and you're like, okay, how does this actually happen? Almost every single person has told me they liked the way I sounded, but that they didn't like the way I look. I think you're beautiful. Right. And things progress to a point where step by step, you're like, oh no, I can see this actually happening and it has in this happened. And it, it has, has happened in which real life. Which is why life. this movie has where, been remade. Right. Where somebody, just a, a famous person, a person with connections, stumbles into some happenstance location yeah. and ends up seeing somebody who has been undiscovered up until this point. Yeah. It's absolutely happened. Yeah. So just to start it off again, Allie, played by Lady Gaga, again, has this dead end job. She's legitimately talented, but she doesn't really know it. I mean, she may know it, but she doesn't view herself as like a superstar. No, she doesn't see anything coming from it and has thus kind of given up on that part of her life. But the the, I think the opening visual where they (sighs) they do the title of the film speaks so much to the story that we're that we're about to and she's singing uh, somewhere Somewhere over the rainbow Rainbow, which is honor to judy garland Garland. she's walking up this this ramp Mm -hmm. as she's leading work Mm -hmm. she's singing this song the ramp to me is very reflective of the Yellowbrook Road about well, about the adventure about, about the adventure that we're about to take about how you never know what's going to lead to what mm-hmm. and her encounter with Jack again like very true to our line of work and maybe any form of artistry is opportunity meets preparation so here's the only thing though here's yeah. the only thing <laughs> oh here we go here we go here we go here we go shut the door shut the doors so when she so the thing is is that she leaves work and then she goes to a friend's bar she used to be a bartender at this bar and mm. it's a drag queen gay bar yep. and so on drag night she is the only female woman who mm. they have let sing because they love her and she was a former waitress there. And she has an amazing and voice. And she has an amazing voice. And so they let her dress up in drag and then she sings a song and then that's mm. it. Mm. Um, she does that, I think, like once a week or something. Yeah. Um, I'm actually curious. I don't know how often that happens mm. where I feel like in my experience from what I've seen in drag shows, mm. that it's mostly just the drag queens. Yeah. Like they yeah. it's it's focused on that. I don't know. I feel like that's a pretty special exception. Yeah. But I don't really know. I'm not in drag queen culture as at a all. middle class straight white male. Ditto. I do not know either. Uh, <laughs> right. Ditto to that. I, yeah. <laughs> I am also <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that was something that I was and then also too like 
it's one of those things where it's happened happenstance and luck and chance happens where Jackson wanted a drink and he just stumbled into this drag queen bar and stayed and I'm like that would never happen but I'm like but it has but it has and I feel like stuff like that happens every day it does not in just like the entertainment industry you and I getting cast in the show that we met in neither one of us was planning on being in that show no and we met months before that yeah you know in a bar so you never know you never never know know, as long as you say yes so then and that whole first sequence is of course an ode in my opinion to Liza Minnelli and Cabaret and it it, because it takes on this whole sort of Again, she sings. I don't know if it necessarily is. No, I can really? see where you're coming from. I, on I that, think but... there, were, there are themes of cabaret in that performance. Oh, okay. Is what I'm saying. Sure. So again, they end up meeting. Mm-hmm. Jax is like, "Hey, you're super talented and stuff like that." And then they he has a gig like where they have to fly somewhere. He has a gig. He's got to go some. I think he's got to go to California or something like something. that. Something. And yeah. so he's like, "Hey, you want to come with me?" And she's like, like, "No, no, I, gotta fucking no, work, I have dude. to work." And, <laughs> and then, then and then we go home with her, and then we're introduced to her home life. Oh. Her dad, who's played oh Andrew Duff, Andrew fucking Dice Clay, the New York comedian, is in this movie. Plays her dad, and who's fucking amazing he's like he's yeah and and you can tell that like just even from that from that scene mm. that she has had to take care of that household for a long time yes because the mother is not around but she's also surrendered to the fact like this is my life yeah and once he tells once she tells her dad yeah this uh, jackson wants to take me to, to see his show and i'm not gonna go because i have to work and who the hell's gonna take care of you you guys live like slobs and right what the fuck and he's like what is wrong with you like this is a once in a lifetime and she's she's not hearing any of it because no. she's too scared right she's too scared of this possibility she's too scared and also you know? too her father drives cars for famous people right he drives limos and things like that escalates or whatever and yeah. so he always encounters these famous people yeah and nothing has happened for him and so i think that reinforces her idea that one chance meeting is not going to make it happen for right. her right and he, but he also takes like he he makes this sort of backhanded compliment dig at her where yeah he says yeah she is the voice of an angel and yet you know here sometimes she is. that happens sometimes that happens no you are you are you never believed in me daddy i hate you and it's uh, like you get what he means i gasped at that i yeah. was like what a i feel like we've move. all kind of heard that maybe sure. oh, if not from I our parents then from somebody have. no i definitely you know not have. to call out our parents we love you but we've we we hear that in our lives as actors as performers yeah. you know we have the discussion of like everyone on earth in my opinion is talented in something oh yeah absolutely in some yeah. way everyone has something to offer yeah but it's not always recognized right and and what do you do with that the, mm-hmm. there are there are talented people there are actors out there who work harder than we do who i guess want it more than we do but talent it, itself isn't isn't enough no you know and that's again around their whole chance meeting of opportunity meeting preparation he happened to see yes. her perform in this and off they go. Mm-hmm. So you're introduced to her home life. She eventually decides to go mm-hmm. to see this show. Who, by the way, her friend, from I can't Hamilton. remember his name. We saw him in Hamilton. He's he amazing. played, who did he play? He didn't play the son. No, he did play the son. He did play the yeah, son? Yeah, he played the son. Because he's older now. He also, that before that, he played a different uh, different guy that died. His he dies twice in the <laughs> he show. He dies all the time. He dies twice. He doesn't die in this time. movie. He doesn't die in this movie. But I, I guess to, to preface that, after the, the evening that Allie and Jack spent together, she talks about the song that she wrote and how she writes the material, which yeah. is called Shallow. Ugh. And so Jack ends up writing a harmony to it and 
turns it into a duet. She shows up at the show. She goes backstage and he's like, oh, by the way, you're coming out here to sing that song. She's like fighting him the entire time. Right. And he's like, well, I'm going to sing it whether you come out or I'm gonna not. I'm going to sing it regardless. So he starts singing it and she kind of squeaks her way out onto the stage. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those very thematic moments where her part comes up. He all he all but counts her in. Right. Like a five, six, seven, eight. Yeah. And then she just opens her mouth mm-hmm. and it all comes out. And it's it's a very stirring moment my like, favorite part of that scene though is because yeah. she goes oh my god there's so there's many so people, many people. <laughs> like that's the thing i love the most about this movie is yeah. the dialogue yeah. and it actually reminded me very much of and maybe it's just because bradley cooper's in it right it reminded me an awful lot of silver linings playbook yeah it's and and i know we we talked about this when we were watching the movie it's it's shot in a very intimate way yes. i feel like you can you can tell that it it is directed by an actor mm-hmm. and going back again to to he was so focused on telling a good story rather than impressing the audience mm-hmm. that he just kind of let the story do the talking for him sure there's also some really quiet moments in this movie yeah, so there's some really intimate moments where you're like, like i feel like i'm invading on a yeah. very private moment there are conversations that you feel like you shouldn't be listening to yeah you know so okay so back to the plot yes. so basically she's had this thing and kind of becomes an overnight sensation yeah. oh well no that's not true actually well, no because she starts touring with him yeah but and but because she, of that duet that she sings people record on their phones it gets right. put on youtube and she continues touring with him she plays piano sure. like she she, it's not like she's just hanging out in the background. She actually is on stage with him. Yeah. And then a manager notices her and comes to the show and says, hey, I want to make this happen for you. Yeah, you have something special. And he he literally comes between yes, Jack and I was and just going to say he that. He literally splits them like up. They, they were holding hands, and then Jackson keeps going, and then he steps between them and talks to Allie and says, you've got something special. And I, as soon as that happened, that's when I was like, Oh, this dick, you just felt it. This asshole yeah. is yeah. going to come in and try to fuck everything up. He's going to do great stuff too, sure. but he's also like, you know, and he's very clear about what he can do. He's like, I'm the guy who can get you access. I can get you into the room. Right. Essentially. It progresses to the point where Jack and Allie keep touring together, mm-hmm. but also she's building her own solo career mm-hmm. outside of their sort of unit. They end up of course falling in love, writing songs. You feel that Jack is very supportive of her artistic endeavors, but at the same time you can feel his sort of erosion because Maybe to backtrack a little bit, he's addicted to alcohol and heavy drugs. And he has tinnitus. Yeah, ha, 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 grown-ups, keep moving your lips without... Well, well. And that he is getting worse and worse and worse, right. so he is slowly losing his hearing his, completely. His age and his addiction are catching up with him, and he's got an expiration date on him, and he knows it, mm-hmm. and he, he sees Allie's star rising every single moment of every single day. And he's kind of refusing to change his ways. Right. He wants to just keep doing what he's doing, because he's like, this is what's worked for me. Why do I have to change while he's seeing somebody else come into the scene sure. and get all this attention and accolades and everything? And yeah. he's like, well, why do I have to step back? But you never doubt for a moment that he doesn't love her. No, no, no. It's not about that. Right. It's it's like they're two parallel thoughts. Yeah. They're, they're not perfect perpendicular they're happening at the same time i love you i'm so proud of you i i can't wait for more wonderful things to happen but to I'm you at the same time so but jealous. i'm so jealous <laughs> i'm mad that i can't have that i'm mad that other things are happening that i don't want to happen to me dare i say it that you and i have felt 
those kinds of things Absolutely. for each other because right. we are both in the same industry. Right. You know, however, of course, we're different genders, we're different types, we're not we, auditioning for the same Even if we things. were the same gender, we wouldn't go out for the same stuff. Sure, But sure. comparison is the thief of joy. Yeah. And so, but we naturally do it as humans, especially yeah. with social media. Yeah, we can't help it. No. So, so that's what's happening in their relationship as well as in their careers, respectively. It's a really interesting dynamic to see in order for, it's almost like in order for one star to rise, another, another one has, has to, to fall. fall. Yeah. And I feel like that is very true to the industry yes. in a sense like you people are rising and falling constantly sometimes people just go away or disappear right other people kind of rise up to take their place because they're the new next hot thing mm -hmm. you know in lady gaga's case she's been able to again reinvent herself i even think for bradley cooper for him oh, to be able yeah. to step into his directorial side yes this is a huge start for him yeah. so in real and life too, they're like, fine his performance but, was amazing oh my god unbelievable so in order to i feel like talk about that a little bit you have to base it a little bit on who plays his older brother and that's yes. sam elliott and he must have listened to him talking that so much that that's a little bit of the trivia that I'll get into oh, but that uh, because he always wanted Sam Elliott for the role. So before uh -huh. he even like confirmed that he was going to play his older brother, he just started, he started listening to Sam Elliott's voice that's because amazing. that's what he wanted. And it's even referenced in the movie. I just thought of something too. It's interesting because it kind of like how you and I different genders, different types. They are also within that different yeah because Allie ends up starting to tend towards like pop and and things like that yeah. and like top 40s mm. whereas jackson is more like rock and country like yeah. they're very different types yeah. they wouldn't even be in the same category right necessarily yeah yeah i agree with that Anyways. two very different worlds but yeah. but still like coexisting together right. side by side and moving forward so do we say anything more about the plot or do we leave it at that i mean it, of course things come to a ahead. head on a couple of different levels yes and i uh, yeah there's a lot that happens that i really don't want to give away. right uh, just basically i mean i think it's suffice it to say that they come to a point where who they are as humans respectively who they are as a couple mm. together and who they are as artists mm. have to all come to a head and it's not necessarily pretty yeah but it's also not necessarily unexpected. Right. It, but it's it's done so, so well. Very and like tastefully. you so you feel for both sides and you yeah. feel for every aspect of the situation, which I think is incredibly difficult to do, especially when you're handling situations around alcoholism, drug abuse, battling within a relationship, like things like that. But also outside of the addiction, the additional family history. Yes. That is sort of the conduit for all of this behavior at least on jackson's part and right. even to Allie to a certain degree. yeah both of them because have had some sense of abandonment we all come from something yeah we all do we all have our thing that is either imparted by our parents by school mm -hmm. by these things that we have no control over you mm -hmm. know that that just happened to us and so we develop these behavioral patterns and you see how deep these characters are into it by the end of the second act of the yeah. movie and even moving into the final it's the the story <sighs> itself the movie like i woke up with it the next morning me too it's... i cried like three different times while watching it yeah me too. just thinking about it was just like it's one of those stories that just hangs with you it does and not necessarily in a bad way like it's no. it's heavy but i feel like watching a movie like this especially again in the quiet moments where cooper really allows it to breathe mm -hmm. where again like i have to give props to sam elliott who He's not in the movie a whole lot. No, but, but when he he's just, there, when he's there, he 
you just you not only feel his presence it's but like he never left he doesn't have to say much no you know because there's so much happening and and to give a little uh, back history into their relationship sam elliott plays bradley cooper's older brother mm-hmm. sam elliott has always been the one to take care of him of to take care of jack whenever he's been on a, an all-night bender mm-hmm. whenever he's woken up sleeping next to a dumpster mm-hmm. he brings him home puts him into bed right and he's basically become the cleanup crew essentially and you find out that sam elliott once had a career himself you know that, oh that's right that his whole family they were all musicians but right. they all grew up around this horrible like their father was a very prominent figure in their family mm-hmm. and so you can kind of see how even sam elliott is dealing with a bit of a jealousy complex in that why was my younger brother the one to be able to take off and not me. Right. And they have this whole like falling out, like in the first act of the movie, this, this really personal fight yeah. scene where, where, and that's another thing that it's like, it's, it also deals with the relationship with family yeah. and the relationship and with it's heartbreaking. Yeah. It's not just like, fuck you, blah, blah, blah. But no, it's, it's, it's like, it cuts deep and it puts salt real. on the wound. Yeah. Like, yeah. So it, it, it's, it's, I burped into that. You burped salt on the, you want to try to do that? Yes. No, no, I can't because we were talking over each other. It's just there. I can't edit that out. Okay. That's not, that's just going to be there. I, excuse me. Yeah, bless you. Do people say that when you burp? No, no, that's only when you sneeze. <laughs> so why? I why is that? I don't know. When people sneeze, you say bless you. When you burp, you're like, you're fucking gross. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you are. A, I don't understand it. When someone person. farts, you just make a sad face and look the other way. No one says anything about it. Exactly. Unless you're me and you guys, you say, guys, I'm really sorry. I just I'm farted. I'm going to try to run away so that it <laughs> follows me. No, and so so the the big thing I would say that this movie is to me was really about is survival. Yes. Not only is it about like rise and um phoenix rising from the ashes as it were. I guess maybe that's the entire thing. Mm-hmm. Because we always go through something rough that brings us down and then we have to rise from that. And then that in turn will go down and then we rise from that. So it's really about survival and about continually being reborn, accepting that bad things have happened and will happen to you and understanding that, but not giving up no matter that be in a relationship, it be in your career, whatever. It's just part of nature. It's part of of who we are. Yeah. 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 And we get to choose what we do with those experiences. So since there are so many movies, this is what I'm going to ask you with these movies. Mm -hmm. Since there are so many award-winning movies out there and a lot of people are like, crap, I haven't seen all of them. Would you say, would you take time out of your day to watch this movie? Would you recommend somebody do that versus the other ones that you've got? Out of all of the award screeners I've watched thus far, this one has had the most direct impact on me. So yes. Yes. Not to say the other ones have been bad or they haven't been entertaining, but this one, this is the one that has really stuck with me. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's because we're both performers or maybe it's just a story that's been told extremely well. It could be both. Yeah. And I feel like, again, we've had this discussion about it, how I keep listening to the audiobook a lot. Like good stories continue to pull you back Mm -hmm. and they stay with you Mm -hmm. and you keep returning to them because that's the entire reason we're actors in the first place Mm -hmm. back to the primordial days when the first stories were told around campfires with cavemen saying here's how i killed the elephant today and the whole tribe was like oh my god how big was it you know we're all captivated by good stories Mm -hmm. and that's why this one keeps being told and they reference that in the movie where sam elliott says music is just 12 12 notes and it's all up to the individual artist about how they see those 12 notes mm-hmm. 
And that's why these stories keep getting retold. And I love that because it doesn't matter what your success is, what your accolades are Mm -hmm. or anything. Your vision and your interpretation of those 12 notes is valid. Is And that's what makes it unique. Yeah. You know, so the, so that's why. It's a, it's simply a good story. It so is. yes, It's a great would, movie. And Lady take, Gaga is wonderful. She's incredible. I think there was like maybe one moment where I was like, okay, let's, all right, let's calm you, down. You, you know what that moment was for me? What was that? Of her in the bathroom. Of her in the bathroom? Yeah. Oh. Where she's on the phone. Where she was with, on the phone. Yeah. She comes out and she, she like screams. She screams. And she's like, ah. Fucking men. Yeah. You know, which was more like internal. Maybe she said that to like get her self to like the emotional place she needed to get sure. to. But it, it felt more like a rehearsal take than anything. For me, it was, it, I thought I was just, it was the one sided telephone call. Oh, wait, which was. She was on the phone with her boyfriend who oh. was saying, oh, well, marry me or whatever. And again, it was one of those situations where she right. was not leaving enough room. Right. He, there's no way that he could have said that he was saying. He would have been like, you want to marry me? I see you. Mary. Hello. Hello. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. The, the police. police. That's who you are. Yeah, I'm on the phone. I'm on the phone. I've actually started doing that in the show. Oh, really? <laughs> At the very opening when I'm on the phone as Phyllis, I go, hello. The what? The police. Well, that's who you are. <laughs> and then I say, my housekeeper died. <laughs> the actors in the one-sided telephone call. Yes. I don't good think I have yet to see a good one-sided <laughs> telephone call. Shall we hop into trivia? Yeah, I'm really excited. Right on. Trivia uh, music. Cute trivia music. Uh, so a lot of the scenes were actually filmed at the Coachella Festival in 2017. Lady Gaga was a headliner at the festival, and so festival goers paid an extra 10 bucks to actually get to be in on the segments that they filmed. Oh, so they kind of killed two birds with one stone. Very smart. Because most, if not all, of the people in the crowd were real. Like yeah. these were actual shows, and I'm like, how the fuck did they? This was not get Gladiator CG. Pe- right. This was real. Yeah, and I'm like, they must have like performed either special concerts or at a venue that already existed. Yeah. So it was actually Coachella in 2017. Lady Gaga insisted that they sing live and that was not Bradley Cooper's original idea really because Lady Gaga's like I've watched so many musicals to where you can tell that people are just mouthing the lyrics and it pisses me off it's infuriating and he's like oh fuck alright so he she like had to talk him into doing it but that wasn't his original plan that's like, fantastic to thank you Lady that. Gaga thank you uh man so there there's a song that lady gaga has to perform at the end of the movie without giving anything away it's it's a very emotional song sure in real life before they filmed that scene that day lady gaga learned that one of her best friends (gasps) was dying and cooper gave her leave to leave the set she drove to her friend's house and i guess she missed her by like 15 minutes Oh my God. So I know exactly who that was. Sonia. Yeah. yeah. Sonia Durham. And Gaga stayed with Sonia after she passed, stayed with her husband, her son, and her dog, returned to set. And Bradley Cooper says, We don't have to do this, you know. So, and they did it in one take. And you can tell the way they filmed it. I have it. chills and I'm trying not to cry. Right. Oh and, my and God. And you can tell the way they filmed it because there's actual like flashbacks and different scenes sort of spliced into that sequence. Right. But you can tell that they shot it in one Once. take and that's all they needed. So that's I thought insane. that was extremely powerful. And that song too. Yes. Ugh. So Bradley Cooper was taught how to play the guitar for this role specifically. Uh, Willie Nelson's son, Lucas, 
actually taught him, and Lucas is actually in Jackson's band. Really? Yeah. So oh, they spent cool. over a year <gasps> before filming. Because he's good. He's very good. He's really good. Right. And I'm like, I've never uh, been like, wow, Bradley Cooper, he's amazing. Like, you see him no, in he's movies great. like. great. He's wonderful. In, in like Wedding Crashers, where he plays Sack. Right. You know, oh, my where God. Where he's just so fucking awful yeah. and evil and such a dick. I hunt quail, Jeremy. They're overpopulated in this region and they're decimating the grubworm population. You got a fucking problem with that? Which then, is great performance on his part. And then it's like, cut you to hear Silver Rocket Linings Raccoon and yeah. Silver Linings Playbook and stuff. Like he, he's, he's very good, but I feel like this was really like the first time I was like, wow, Bradley Cooper. Yeah. Sort of like he's McConaughey doing True Detective style. was like, whoa, yeah. you can fucking show up. Yeah. You know? And this was a, like a passion project, clearly. So, yeah, he was he was amazing. He was amazing. Uh, so he actually he did all of his own vocals and uh, he's a good did singer too. Singer. Very so, good singer. At the uh, Venice Film Festival, this made his premiere last August. Mm -hmm. They received an eight minute standing ovation. <gasps> so that's a long time. Warner Brothers originally didn't want Lady Gaga, and I'm not sure who they wanted. But in order to convince the execs. They had them sing a duet, which they then showed to the executives. Right. Yanis Kaminsky, who is the DP for all of Steven Spielberg's movies, uh -huh. actually shot this audition. <laughs> like, they invited Yanis Kaminsky. They hired him on. Oh, They're like, my God. Okay, we really need to sell this fucking shit, so can you come in and shoot this? Yeah. And they sang a duet of Midnight Special by Credence. Uh-huh. And that's what convinced one of See, the and I think I told you this, too, <clears throat> that on all of the different interviews with Lady Gaga that she's had about this, yeah. she uses this one phrase over and over and over again. You could have 100 people in the room, and you just need one person to believe in you. Yeah. And, you know, it's true. It's And she, some people were giving her crap for repeating that over and over again. I'm like, well, if it's true, if it, then it's true. And right. clearly this is an instance where this is exactly where it was. Bradley Cooper was so bowled over by Lady Gaga's rendition of La Vie en Rose that when he first he he first heard her sing it at this uh, cancer benefit for a philanthropist named Sean Parker, uh -huh. he was the one that he's like, not only do you need to cast her in this movie, you need to put this song on the soundtrack. Really? So the song is on the soundtrack oh, because yay. of that. And she's amazing. I need to like get the said. soundtrack. Yeah. And we've seen Gaga perform twice. And Wasn't it three times? Was it three times? I can't remember. I think it's twice. Okay, but still, I, I I feel like maybe that added to my enjoyment of the movie. I was agree. That we've we've actually seen her perform. Yeah, and she's completely legitimate. Like yes. there are just certain people in this universe that are that work hard, so profoundly touched. Yes, with talent, but also who work hard. Yeah. and keep reinventing themselves mm -hmm. and just don't fucking quit. Yeah. Guess how long it took to shoot this movie? Ah. Uh... We're going to say, I'm going to say, okay, we're going to. So gonna keep in mind, Bradley Cooper is a frequent collaborator with Clint Eastwood. I forget. Clint Eastwood does stuff. It takes him a long time. No. It takes him a short time. Yes. Right. Because it was the 90 days. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say three, three months, mm -mm. four months, mm -mm. six months, mm -mm. one month, mm -mm. two months. 42 days. What? <laughs> oh my oh God. My God. <laughs> 42 days? Yeah. No. I'm going to slap someone. Isn't that amazing? No. Uh, that uh, makes me mad. I mean, that's amazing, <laughs> but that makes me furious. Wow. Um, that is a tight ship. The dynamic between Gaga and her dad in this movie mirrors a lot between her real life 
relationship oh, really? with her dad. There's that scene towards the end of the film mm-hmm. where he's her dad is like apologizing about certain things. And, oh, yeah. And she's like, how many times did you carry my piano upstairs? How many times did you sit and listen to my songs or mm-hmm. read something that I'd written? You know, so, yeah. and, and her dad actually did that for her. So. And finally, Bradley Cooper's parting gift, his uh, thank you to her for doing the film. There's that shot in the movie. Did she get one of the other cars from Karate Kid? No, that would have been amazing. <laughs> Choose. <laughs> what? Um, Bradley Cooper made, well, he didn't make, he printed a 15 foot tall printout of the final shot of the movie where she's oh yeah of the very final shot and he framed it signed a 15 foot framed jesus in my head though that means he used like a five foot large sharpie to sign it as well (laughs) like like he used this like a pen to scale (laughs) he also wrote her a giant check yes made out to science right so this this movie again like it it had a profound impact on me that I was not expecting. No. A few of my friends have seen it and they were like, oh my God, it's so good. And I'm like, I expected it to be, I didn't expect it to be a bad movie. Right. You're like, it's going to be fine. Yeah. It'll be good. I've seen the trailer. I heard sure. some of the songs. I'm like, oh, this sounds like a good movie. I knew it wasn't going to be a musical, but I did not expect it to leave the impression that it has left. Mm-hmm. I want, I want to watch it again. Me too. Like almost as soon as possible. Me too. And it's good to know that I like own it and can like watch it anytime I want. Right. It, it's incredible. If you if you get an opportunity to see this movie, it's a movie that you should really sit down and watch. Right. This is not a leave on movie. This is not a pause and go back. And no. this is a you need to settle in, sit down, really take it in. Yeah. And it's one of those movies that it doesn't. It never lulls. No. It, it it keeps you interested for the entire, you know, two hours that it was. Mm-hmm. And I I almost didn't want it to end. Yeah. It it's it's simply a good story. Mm-hmm. And it has every element of a good story. It reminds me of the grandpa telling the his grandson at the beginning of Princess Bride. He's like, yeah. This has everything, you know, of not fencing and fighting and torture. But <laughs> it's you know, it has all the elements of like of conflict and yeah. and of victory and of joy and sorrow and love and loss mm-hmm. and and dreams coming true mm-hmm. and uh, the the struggle of what it is to to be flawed and to be human and to <laughs> to to learn to love someone who's just as fucked up as you are. Yeah. You know, that's really what it's about. Yeah, yeah. it really is. And I feel like this is the kind of story that maybe. I was maybe that I was maybe waiting for as far as like my own artistic journey. Well, and like you, you know? said, it there's parts of it I think that touch us a little bit differently because mm. you know we are a couple. We've been together for ten years. Mm. We've both had rises and falls in our careers mm. and have respectively, you know, been rooting for and also been a little bit jealous of the yeah. other person. And I think that's just. It's it's a dynamic that's different, I think, for when you have couples that work in the same industry sure. and have the same job. Sure. It's that's something I think that is special that can't really be explained. Yeah. Yeah. But, and just just to witness their their journey and their bond and how they move through these yeah. difficulties together and 
what 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 is created out of all of it is yeah. really something that's that's very special. The entire cast is phenomenal. Oh yeah, Dave Chappelle shows up for like ten he minutes. He was so great. He's fucking awesome. The dialogue is incredible. <laughs> like it's it's just a it's a wonderfully well crafted movie. It's shot well. It's lit well. Um, just it is it is they were perfection. Fed well. Yeah, craft services was awesome. <laughs> there were red vines. There were bowls of M and M's. It's craftsmanship on its finest and highest level. So if you can see A Star Is Born, see it. Fucking go see it. See Whatever it. you can do. So for our next film, yeah. we were gonna watch. Do you want to watch Mary Poppins? Returns? Let's watch Mary Poppins Returns. Lin Manuel's our neighbor. Guys, That's he's it. our neighbor. That's all I'm going to say. It. He had Ben had this whole thing with him, and Lin Manuel was very upset that Ben was going to watch the movie on his laptop. So we're finding a way to make sure we can watch it on. But our I figured out a way to watch it TV. on our big screen TV, and so. I'm sure he'll be very happy about yes. that. Um, you're he's in Puerto Rico right now doing Hamilton. God bless you, Lynn. I hope you're doing well. The cast, I'm sure, is amazing. Mm -hmm. And uh, everyone stays safe. All the proceeds for this show are going directly to Puerto Rican Relief. Yes, they are. So he's an amazing human being. Yes. And, Pretty uh, much. We should all do our best to be like him. Whenever you are feeling tired, remember that Lynn Manuel has the exact same number of hours in the day as you do. <laughs> Wearing our winter coats, two girls and a ball. Thank you for listening. Share, subscribe. Yeah, our big thing, tweet. our big ask is just going to be, please share. Please yeah. tell your friends about your friends us. About That's it. the thing that honestly is going to help us the most. And don't just be like, yeah, it's a good podcast. I want you to go <laughs> back and ask those people, so did you listen? Because I don't know about you, Ben has told me to listen to the New York Times Daily probably about 40 different times. Have I listened to it? No, because I'm a dick. You know how long that podcast is? It's 20 minutes. It's 20 minutes. I know. So there's no reason for me not there's to. No. There's no. no reason. So go back and... And hassle your friends, give them a hard time, <laughs> threaten to kill their pets until they have actually listened to one of our episodes and been like, oh, yeah, this is good. I should continue listening to and this. And thankfully, we found ways to now do these every week yeah. as, to, as opposed to every two weeks. Yes. So we're going to continue on with our awards season theme. We're going to hit Mary Poppins Returns. We might even do Vice because Megan had technically hasn't seen, seen that, that yet. Are there any other ones that you got? There's a few others that I haven't watched, like uh, Mary Queen of Scots and, oh, sure. and stuff like that. Yeah. But Mary Poppins Returns will be next. That'll be up uh, next week. Next week. Thank you so much, and we will see you next week for Mary Poppins Returns. Bye. Bye.